G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And it is a Tuesday, so many significant things that are happening around the world, major issues in major nations, of course Afghanistan dominating headlines right now, but as we do on a Tuesday, we like to get a little insights, a magnifying glass on things that are coming out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross is back with us, been scouring the headlines overnight. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with Israel's request for international aid as wildfires are nearing Jerusalem and causing the evacuation of thousands. Yeah, a massive wildfire continued to spread on multiple fronts west of Jerusalem for a second day yesterday, forcing local residents to evacuate their homes. Fire Chief Inspector General Didi Simki stressed in a statement to the press that the fire which has burned nearly 20,000 dunams of land so far is on the scale of the Carmel Fire, which burned large swathes of land in northern Israel in 2010, killing 44 people. Firefighters have operated at 100 hotspots, according to Simki, who stressed that it was a great achievement that only a few houses have burned and no one was killed. Some 10 firefighting aircraft and large numbers of firefighters are working to stop the flames. As the large blazes uh, began rapidly spreading towards nearby towns on Monday afternoon, emergency forces began evacuating hundreds of residents. Simke stressed the fire was human-caused, although it was still unclear if it was an accident due to negligence or intentionally sparked. Israel asked several Mediterranean countries to help, The Foreign Ministry, in conjunction with the Public Security Ministry, sent requests to Greece, Cyprus, Italy, France and others. He said they need firefighting planes are needed as soon as possible. Ron, let's talk reports that Hamas is gearing up for violent escalation with Israel. What are the headlines telling us? Gaza-based terror groups are on the verge of launching a military offensive against Israel and are demanding that the Jewish state make concessions or face violence, Arabic-language media is reporting. Sources told Arabic newspaper Al-Quds that Israel had agreed to a number of concessions around the entry of Qatari cash into the Strip and the opening of border crossings in May 2021, during the last days of the Operation Guardian of the Walls Clash. In exchange for those concessions, Hamas reportedly agreed to the ceasefire agreement, which brought the end of the conflict. A Hamas spokesman told Arabic-language media on Saturday that the terror group was gearing up for an attack, primarily because Israel hasn't met their commitments. According to Al-Quds, international mediators from Egypt, Qatar, the United Nations and the European Union have been working overtime 
to discourage Hamas and other terror groups from engaging in violence against Israel. Ron, perhaps a thought or two from you, and uh, on a question you're not prepared for, but you know we're seeing headlines on the fall of Kabul in Afghanistan, all the events that are now emerging out of Afghanistan. Uh, there's this idea that what's happened in Afghanistan now is in fact empowering Islamist groups all over the world uh, for an uprising. Do you think there's a possibility that those sorts of things might be affecting uh, those uh, Hamas militants in uh, in Palestine? Well, I know that Israel is looking very uh, anxiously towards Afghanistan and what's going on in Kabul. One statement I heard from Israel was, if those people in Kabul were relying on America, how can Israel do the same thing and suffer the same fate in the future? So yes, there's a great empowering of the Islamic terrorists uh, as a result of what's going on, because uh, Afghanistan is next door to Iran, and it's part of the extended Middle East, uh, which was declared by George Bush. But uh, it it's, has ramifications because these terror groups uh, encourage and communicate with each other. Yes, a domino effect on the confidence that nations have with the peacemaker, uh, US, uh, in all of those different areas of conflict. Let's come back to those headlines, Ron. The USA is pressuring Israel to open a Palestinian consulate in Jerusalem. What's the story here? Yeah, the uh, American officials have worked to delay a bill proposed by Knesset member Nir Barkat which, if passed into law, would essentially prevent the reopening of a de facto U.S. embassy to the Palestinians in Jerusalem. The bill seeks to ban any country from establishing a diplomatic mission in Jerusalem that is not a mission to Israel. The bill further specifies that any mission established to provide consular services specifically to Jerusalem residents will require special permission from the Israeli government. Barquette, who in July met with several Republican and Democratic congressmen and senators in Washington to explain the dangers of such a move, told Israel Hayem, the newspaper, the act of establishing a Palestinian consulate in Jerusalem means recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Palestine. And that, of course, to Israel at the moment is certainly not acceptable. Okay, let's get a focus on COVID and a couple of weeks remaining in August, but there's a headline today in those Middle East media outlets. The Israel Health Ministry has made dire predictions for September and COVID. What's this one about? It's quite alarming. Israel's Health Ministry presented to Prime Minister Bennett a scenario which would see nearly 5,000 coronavirus patients hospitalised by September 10. That prediction includes 2,400 patients in serious condition and 4,800 hospitalised. By the end of August, there are expected to be 2,400 coronavirus patients hospitalised, among them 1,200 who are seriously ill. The current maximum capacity of all hospitals in Israel is 1,200 seriously ill coronavirus patients. As of last Wednesday, Israel is preparing to care for an additional 
1,000 seriously ill patients via home care. In accordance with Health Minister Horowitz's demand, the Prime Minister has agreed to increase the number of staff required to prepare the handling of such a scenario. Under the plan, another 100 doctors will be added to the healthcare system, along with 500 nurses and 3,000 more students. The Education Ministry expects that on September 1, 5,000 school students will be confirmed to have the virus. Well, and Israel, renowned for having such high vaccination rates, just affirms one thing, surely, Ron, that it's not a silver bullet answer, vaccination. But well, it what it does. Well, that the, uh, the officer in charge of Pfizer said that uh, the difference was that Benjamin Netanyahu was on top of the whole thing and dealt with it personally. I wonder if that's missing. Well, that might be the case too, but it certainly affirms that the idea of vaccination is just one plank in the bigger battle, which is against COVID-19. Let's finish up on a quite disturbing story and Syria, of course, just to the northeast of Israel, uh, they've lost 60% of their Christian population in just a decade. ISIS and the civil war. Uh, what are the headlines showing today, Ron? Uh, Christian political leaders in Syria told the Kurdish outlet Rador on Monday that the Christian population of the country had dropped from about 10% of Syrians in 2011 to the start of the civil war to 3% of the country in 2021. The change represents about a 66% decrease in the Christian population generally, according to the Assyrian Democratic Organization, the oldest Christian political party still active in the country. Christians in Syria and in neighboring Iraq endured years of attempted genocide against their populations by the Islamic State, a Sunni jihadist organization that established a caliphate in the territory conquered from both nations in 2014. According to Rador, the ADO was able to estimate the Christian population of Syria through telling populations in areas controlled by Kurdish groups and asked the Vatican to provide numbers for the estimated Christian population of parts of Syria under Assad's control. A report by the Barnabas Fund, a Christian aid organization, showed similar population damage in the country as early as 2015. Then Barnabas Fund estimated that 700,000 of the country's 1.1 million Christians had been displaced by the Islamic State. Well, significant news to follow what's happened with Christianity in the nation of Syria. Ron Ross, always appreciate you getting your head around the headlines out of Israel and the Middle East. It's invaluable information to keep up to date with what's going on there. Ron Ross, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.